Hello, and thanks for listening to Grace 91.1 FM and The Gate with Pastor Eric Kluth. The Gate is a program that focuses on the events, the happenings, the people, and the places in our local communities. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eric, and welcome to another episode of The Gate. Today, uh, I'm joined by Pastor Roger Thompson of Calvary Chapel of Maricopa. Uh, He's going to be sharing uh, about what's happening in Maricopa, what God's doing. And this is a beautiful thing that we're getting ready to start on. And uh, Roger, you're you're my first pastor that I get to interview. And uh, and so I'm excited because we're going to be spending some time with local pastors in our communities and just hearing what God is doing in these churches. Because uh, as believers, I think, especially in the days that we live in, we can kind of get uh, our focus off track and get caught up in all the bad that's happening. But let me just tell you, God is moving big time in our churches locally. Would you agree, Roger? Oh, I, I would definitely agree. The Lord is doing great things. In fact, <clears throat> you know, we've, we've reopened back up. And and a few weeks ago, we had a new guy who actually rides his bike to church. His name's Michael. And and after I got done praying with a few people at the end of first service, I, I turned and looked. And uh, uh, and he just had this ear-to-ear grin. But, but no one was, you know, it wasn't like anybody was talking to him or anything. So I... I said, Michael, how you doing? And and he said, he just looked at me and said, nobody wants to go home. And I said, yeah, isn't that beautiful? I said, those that are here, they really want to be here, and uh, they just love. And so we see the fellowship and and uh, just coming back. It's it's growing. It's slowly coming back to what it was prior to COVID. And uh, so we're yeah, we're excited. And and I think that. Um, there are there's a whole new fresh group of people too that are that are starting to you know grace the doors of our church and and they have they want to know what's going on they want to know uh you know just how the lord's hand is in this and i say i think i think some people are going to turn back to the lord during this time yeah and that's and that's the heart is that if people right now are uh operating with a sense of hopelessness that in these days that their eyes, if not, or have ever been put on Jesus, that they would turn to Jesus as their living hope, not on the things of this world, but uh, onto him and his kingdom. You know, I always love his word when he's, when Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, yeah. right? And yeah. all these things will be added unto you. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's times where we can be caught up in how we're going to eat. And, and I know that you're getting ready to do some awesome outreaches, which we'll talk about here later in the show, yeah. but, yeah. uh, Jesus takes care of all of our needs, you know, even before we even ask, he knows what we need. Yeah. But uh, before we get into how Calvary Chapel Maricopa is, you know, helping the community of Maricopa, maybe tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, um, gosh, you know, uh, me and my wife, we weren't, we weren't raised in church. So um, uh, when we came to Christ uh, early in our lives, you know, our twenties and in 89, we walked forward at a Greg Laurie sunrise Easter service that uh, Denise, our, my wife, her sister asked us to come to. And, and it was just, it was a, it was an exciting thing. Yet, yet it was clear, you know, I, I need the Lord. Uh, I raced motorcycles professionally for eight years and uh, I've got the scars to show it. But, but, you know, I was also just kind of let down uh, in a sense, the world really let me down. And, and so um, I was, I was a broken kind of empty young 20-year-old, 22-year-old, uh, um, looking for answers. And and the gospel filled that void. You know, relationship with Christ was what I needed. And boy, did it send my life and, and 
you know, my wife and our kids and on a, on a wild, you know, ride is really. So we ended up leaving Southern California in uh, 96 and moving to North Alabama. And uh, I was a contractor um, and Lord just, he just continued to use me and grow me there as I served in other churches. But I'll never forget, I was teaching a home Bible study through the gospel of John chapter 17. And the Lord just got a hold of my heart, man. And I couldn't even sleep that night. And, and I believe that night the Lord gave me a pastor's heart, but I knew that I needed to get prepared. And so I went ahead and, and we, we, moved the lord sold the business we had and and just did an amazing miracles we moved to chattanooga tennessee where i went and did a three-year pastoral internship at uh, grace calvary chapel in in hickson tennessee which is a suburb of chattanooga and and uh then uh, we ended up going and planting a church in 07 um up in uh, up in crossville tennessee and then handed that off to an associate pastor and then the lord just had a way of just bringing us down here to maricopa this church this calvary chapel was in need of a pastor we were in a position so the lord had just a unique way in 96 of bringing us back to the west coast and and so we are really excited about being here we've been there now four years and church is growing um and uh we just ministries taking place you know we've got a thriving children's ministry thriving junior high and high school ministry uh, young adult ministries just taken off over the last four or five months. Um, and uh, so, you know, our, our small groups are going well. So we're, we're excited about what God's doing. Yeah. And that's uh, an amazing thing how God calls us to ministry. I remember uh, receiving my call to be a, become a pastor. It actually came in, uh, in California too. Um, I was on a mission trip in, uh, with my college group and uh, we were down there uh, on Skid Row yeah. doing uh, a missions, just serving people wow. and just seeing people on the side of the streets, you know, and, and trash, you know, it just really broke my heart. But I remember going out to uh, a place out in Los Angeles called Echo Park. And Echo Park was pretty rough at the time. And I remember uh, there's a church, there's a Tommy Burnett Dream Center out there. And uh, and going out there, and I remember ministering to one of the ladies and just praying with her and talking to her. But then that night, I just felt this, this in a sense, God's voice in my heart saying, I'm calling you to serve my people, to 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 equip them, to to tell others also about my love. Right. You know, and it's one of those things that you can't shake. Yeah. And, and you're like, you know that you know. And even maybe you're like me, you had times, uh, I don't know, maybe you haven't, but I had times where I was doubting even my call to become oh, yeah. a pastor. You know, like maybe I got this wrong and, and crazy. But the beautiful thing about God is, he has a plan for your life, yeah. right? And and so he he confirmed that once again. I went to a, a pastors conference in in uh, Costa Mesa at the time, and I was just really just seeking God. Am I really called to be a pastor? And sure enough, uh, somebody from our congregation, their parents lived by this park, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to go to this park?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure," because. Uh, the lady in our congregation asked us to go pray for her sister yeah. and at her parents' house. And so the parents and the sister took us down in this park and going into it, I was doubting my call. Right. Yeah. yeah. But would you believe it that that park was Echo Park oh, was it? and I didn't even know it and that God restored that I've called you to minister. So I can totally relate to you and your calling and how God moves yeah. you like from the West Coast out to Alabama, then into Tennessee, right? Yep. Uh, and, and then like from there out to a little place like Maricopa. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so how long have you been uh, the senior pastor in Maricopa? Our, my first Sunday was uh, June 5th. 
2016. 2016. Yeah. Wow. So we've been there a little over four years and, and uh, it's home, you know, we just, uh, we just love it. The love the people. And, and that's, that's the thing, you know, I'm a, I'm a real, I like to think that I'm a very transparent person and, uh, uh, just, you know, what you see is what you get. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of good Bible teachers, but a lot of times those Bible teachers aren't good pastors too. Hmm. They're not good shepherds. And, and I'd like to, I really wanted to strike a balance there. Yes, I want to be a great Bible teacher, but, but I really want to be a good shepherd. You know, I want to, I want to love on the people God brings. And, uh, and so we're seeing, there's definitely fruit from that. Yeah, so that's really interesting to me because I think uh, most people would think that if you're called by God to become a pastor, that it's always about teaching and teaching and teaching. But yet, by Jesus' example, Amen. he lived with, with and did life with his disciples. That's right. And, and he in incorporated his teachings in his lifestyle with uh, the disciples, those who were listening to him and following him. And so, uh, tell me more about like, how how does that look like at Calvary Chapel Maricopa then? If you want to be like a better shepherd, what does that look like in more detail? Well, you know, every church has got its like little mantra, right? Their little slogan they <laughs> they put on everything. And, and ours is face down in the word, face up in worship, and stepping forward in living. Mm. And, and so that that really says it all. You know, we, we do want to be, you know, in the word with our faces down, studying God's word, being Bereans. Uh, but at the same time, we want to be face up. We want to be exalting Jesus in our lives and in our worship, moving forward in faith, taking those two things and, and taking them out. Um, you know, we spend so much time in, in, inside the four walls of our church that we do need to look for opportunities to get outside of the four walls of our church. I mean, you know, our community, um, you know, we, there's things we can do to draw the community into our church, but we also need to be thinking about ways to get our church out into the community um, because that's, that's where, that's where people are and that's where the needs are in a lot of cases. And, and that's where evangelism primarily takes place. I think sometimes that uh, some pe people think that the, the primary job of what takes place in the church, not the church, but what takes place in the church is evangelism. And I, and I don't think that's correct. You know, I think that what should take place in the church is an equipping, you know, equip the saints for the work of the ministry, right? In Ephesians 6, right? We, we want to equip them, love them, teach them, and then, and then send them out. You know, evangelism happens one-on-one -on -one most, mo in most cases. And, and it happens with people that are in love with the Lord, that know the word, that are fired up, you know, and just filled up with the spirit of God, sharing their faith. And, and so we want to, we want to be a people going out. Yeah. And I, and I love that because oftentimes I think there's this mindset that, uh, for church attendees or congregants, you know, to come to church and say, it's the pastor's job to do all the evangelism. It's his job. We'll bring the people to him and he shares the gospel with them. But that's not, I don't think that that's the role of a pastor. No, it's not. The pastor, we are to equip them and to help the people to move in the God-given abilities and prepare them in the word of God to, to help them uh, be ready to enter into real life situations where, you know, they deal with people at their workplaces or in their schools that right. wouldn't even enter the doors of our churches, right? That's right. Uh, and to, to right. equip them, I love what you said, because it's scriptural, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And oftentimes it's, 
it's the people in the in the chairs or the pews that go and share the gospel. Absolutely. And, and with saying that, I love what you guys do over Maricopa because, you know, of course, maybe I Facebook stalk you guys or watch you guys. <laughs> Forgive me for that. No, but I'm always curious to see what other churches are doing in outreach. Yeah. You know, uh, and it seems by knowing you, uh, you have a heart for outreach. Yeah. Yeah. So what has Calvary Chapel Maricopa been doing over the years for outreach? Well, <clears throat> just a few months after in 2016, when I got there, I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do church in the park. That was just the first thing we did. And the body kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, because we have two services, an 830 and a 1030. And I said, we're going to do one service out of Copper Sky, live worship. We're going to set up a stage. We do live worship. And a real simple, uh, just, you know, evangelistic type message on that particular day is a great opportunity for them to bring a friend, a neighbor, a family member that doesn't know Christ, or is maybe just not, you know, and it hasn't been coming to church, you know, for a while and just getting them plugged back in. But we have big bounce houses and blow ups and stuff for the kids to do afterwards. And, uh, and then we have just a huge meal. I mean, just, and we'll, you know, we'll have you know, well of wait, like 350 people. Yeah, out there. Um, and it just grows. It just grows and grows. And uh, and so it's a great, well, and, and the, once we did it, the body was just on fire. It just lit them up. And it was great because it, it also uh, brought the whole church together. You know, a few people came up and said, wow, pastor, I didn't know the church was so big. It was this size, you know, because they either go to first or second service. And, you know, so do, to do stuff like that throughout the year, it, it brings your whole church together, which is good get you out in the community. It's a great opportunity for people to bring people. But Maricopa is known for their salsa festival. Over 30,000 people come through Copper Sky during the salsa festival. They have a huge 4th of July blowout. So we're up at both of those. And, uh, and we hand out free watermelon at the 4th of July thing. And so we like to get out there and and share the gospel, um, find out where people are at, and and just introduce ourselves. And in the process, introduce them to Christ. Yeah, and, and that's amazing. But then happened 2020 here, <laughs> COVID hit, yeah, and it really, uh, it really mean? affected many churches and uh, a lot of pastors' visions for outreaches and stuff like that. Because now there's social distancing. Now churches, there was a season there uh, a couple months ago where we didn't even meet. Right, you know, it's all online, yep. and so it's like, how do we reach out into the community? And it, I love what you mentioned in the beginning. Uh, you guys are meeting in person again, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, taking all the safety precautions yeah. and stuff like that uh, for somebody to come uh, to the church. But now that things are starting to restart again, what does outreach look like now for Calvary Chapel Maricopa? Well, that's that's been the big question, you know. Through this, um, uh, you know, we we had yeah, we had nine weeks where we didn't meet at all. And uh, we were going in on Saturday mornings, actually, and just recording it and putting it on YouTube and, and on Facebook and such with just the worship team myself. And that was a challenge preaching, you know, teaching and preaching to an empty room. That was difficult. But uh, but even now we've gotten kind of used to looking into the camera and talking to people because uh, we record our second service. But um, yeah, last Sunday or two, it's been, yeah, it's been two Sundays now that we've brought our kids back. And so, yeah, we're going through all kinds of precautions. We're not making um, a mask, you know, in the sanctuary mandatory, but they're definitely strongly suggested. Um, we've got masks there for people that might not have one. We've got plenty of hand sanitizer everywhere. As far as our junior high and our high school and our children's ministries go, we're, we're doing temperature checks when they come in as well as the, the, the teachers. And so far we've seen a, a big 
portion of our kids uh, come back. So that's been a real blessing and the family's coming back with them, obviously. So that's been a huge, huge deal. That's that's the question most churches are asking. You know, how can we get outside the four walls? What is what is evangelism? What does uh, sharing and, and outreach look like from this point on? And granted, I like to take go back to it's 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 going to be one on one. It's sending people out with the mindset that they're they're ministers, and they bring back to the church if they can't meet the need themselves. They bring back the need, but they're out there um, with people that still aren't able to come back to church or they're running into people that have questions, that they're living with fear, anxiety, stress. You know, and, and we got to realize our kids and our, our junior high and high schoolers, they're, they're worried. They're not oblivious to what's going on. I mean, I've got a nine-year-old grandson who, who totally gets it. And I had to have a talk with him. I mean, he's, he's stressed out about this. And, and so uh, I think the role that the church plays is huge right now. We just can't fold our hands. We just can't say, oh, we're not going to open. And sadly, there's a lot of churches that haven't opened back up and they're doing nothing. And, and uh, that's, that's inexcusable as far as I'm concerned, because we're called to be ministers, uh, to take the gospel and the love of Christ to the world. And no matter what happens, my life is not my own. I know you think that too, Eric. You know, our, our life is hidden in Christ Jesus. And so, um, you know, we kind of have a kind of a Marine or military aspect to it. You know, our mindset is like, we're going to war, you know, we're going to take the gospel and I'm not really worried about my own life, but the life of others. So, but we want to reach out. And so we kind of, we kind of realized, so here's a need. Our, you know, there's a lot in our community. They, they've, they've lost their jobs. They're unable to, um, a lot of their physical needs they're not met. And so uh, we're starting a food distribution ministry at our church. We're going to be doing it once a month, and then hopefully it'll grow into uh, into twice a month. Oh, that's wonderful. So uh, in that food distribution, what is uh, what does the vision look like? I mean, do people, is it a drive-up ministry? Is it, uh, and then who are you partnering with? Yeah, yeah. So we're calling it in his, in his hands, right? We want it. It's, it's all coming through his hands. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good in the world, and that's wonderful, right? But we, we need to remember the most important thing is sharing the love of Christ, sharing the gospel with people. That's, that's where they, the rubber meets the road. Um, and, you know, I, I believe it was Tozer that said it first. I could be wrong, A.W. Tozer, but no one will ever care what you have to say until you first show them that you care. And, and that's what this food distribution ministry is about. We want to, to meet a need. And uh, right now, because of COVID, there's so many that have lost their jobs or they're down to a, a single income, you know, rather than two in their family, <clears throat> because someone's got to stay home and, you know, teach the kids and help the, you know, stay with the kids. And, um, you know, and then you've got elderly that, that uh, are struggling. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why uh, the cost of living is just so high. It's real easy to find yourself in a place where maybe you don't have enough money to have a, a decent meal seven days a week. And so uh, we're opening this up and it's a, it's a food distribution ministry. We're going to be do, doing it at our church there in Maricopa. Our church is at the Stage Stop Marketplace on Maricopa Casa Grande Highway. And there'll be signs up and everything like that. Yeah, you know, we just, we're going to create a line that comes through. Um, we'll be wearing masks and gloves and, and we'll have the food already in bags 
ready to put right into your car. So there'll be cones and there'll be people driving you through. And as you come through, uh, you know, we're going to be asking how we could pray for you. Um, some of the needs that you might have other than just food. Um, you know, we'll have a gospel track. We're working with our local Gideon, Carl Wells. He's going to be out there getting Bibles and other, other things, other resources. If people would like to have those, we're not going to, we're not going to push Jesus on people, but we really would like to just pray with people and, and talk to them about the love of Christ um, and see if there's further needs that we can meet. So, and, and we're also, as you might know, we're partnering with Lighthouse Ministries, the MASH unit, you know, Jerry out of uh, uh, Casa Grande here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jerry and the MASH unit, you know, we've done a, a gate interview with them. And if you've missed that, you can go back and hear that on our podcast. Uh, but, you know, his heart is to connect uh, the churches of the communities. And, you know, it's not about the physical food, but it's about giving them, giving the communities Jesus Christ. I Amen. mean, as the word says that Jesus, Jesus himself says, I'm the living bread, you know, um, you know, food will perish, you know, physical food will perish, but he is everlasting. And ultimately, you know, the food is not, we're not trying to... Um, deceive people. And like you said, we're not going to push Jesus, but you know, it's just an opportunity to show the love of Jesus, right? Absolutely. You know, when you, when you think about it, we're saved by grace through faith, as Paul would say in Romans, right? And so, uh, and, and I think sometimes people, you know, that don't go to church might not understand the grace of God, you know, which is the acronym is God's riches at Christ's expense. And, and this food is just an extension of God's grace. Hmm. You know, you, you know, you're in a hard, you're in a hard place and you don't have money to pay for it. So therefore you're getting something maybe you feel like you don't deserve. You know, that's okay. You know, I, I don't deserve the love of Christ. I, I'm a sinner and, and, and it blows my mind uh, how good God is to us and how he provides for us and, and just meets every need on a daily basis. And, uh, but we can't shrug off or run from the grace of God. We just open our arms and receive it. It's real simple. And so that's that's really the main point. And I think that that's the key because oftentimes I think the devil would put this thought in our head that it's, oh, it's shameful if I need help, right? And that I like I work full time and maybe the food distribution is for people that are without a job or anything like that. But from what I'm hearing from you, it's really for anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we're not putting you through a bunch of um, making, causing you to jump through a bunch of hoops, uh, just show up. I mean, we're not asking you for ID and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. We, we just, uh, we want to meet a need. Yeah. And heck, if, if you, you know, if you've got a family of eight, we'll give you a double portion. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just that easy. And, and that's the beautiful thing because I, I mean, I know for me and my family, you know, this past summer has been challenging as far as, you know, the cost of food is going up in the grocery stores. You know, I have four kids, two teenage boys, both <laughs> play football. I mean, they're constantly eating. Right. Right. And I've been blessed. My, me personally, uh, ha, I've been blessed by the food distributions here in town. You know, at Calvary Chapel, Casa Grande does a food distribution, but the mash unit also does does their project manas right. that, you know, and so um, I've been blessed, you know, even the school district offered, offered free food for breakfast and lunch for the, for kids. It doesn't mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, at first there's that hesitation, like, ah, oh, man, what are people going to think of me if I take food, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's like you said, it's receiving grace. It's receiving something that you don't deserve, but it's a blessing, right? Hey. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And to think that, you know, there's a lot of single moms or, you know, single parents, um, single fathers out there that might need help. And, uh, you know, and, and two, what a, what a beautiful thing, you know, for people to see the church. You know, sometimes the church is labeled, oh, the church just wants your money, you know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, I don't know I just saw is. I just saw a Facebook post on this, actually, in one of the uh, – the local chats and this guy posted this picture and it's like a pastor and it was a car of a, a Rolls Royce. The yeah. pastor's wife was a Jaguar. <laughs> the deacon's car was like a, a Mercedes. Yeah. And then the congregants showed like some broken up sandals and dirty feet. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, what are your thoughts about this? Cause this is how the church is. So it's really yeah. interesting uh, because that's not the way the church it's, is. It's not that at all. I, I mean, you know, most, most of your churches in America are, 150 people or less, and the pastor drives uh, something that's close to a junker, you know. <laughs> and and in most cases, these pastors are brilliant men that could be making three, two times, three times the more money out in the you know in the secular world. But they they're called, and so they're they're doing what they're doing. I I know as a contractor, I drove brand new trucks, and I, I'm driving a uh, you know O3 Chevy Suburban with 150,000 miles on it so but uh um but so yeah you know it's a great time for people to come and and see the church out there just loving on them you know doing something for them instead of wanting to take something from them yeah and I love that because that's what it is it's it's people who have a heart for Jesus and who want to share the love of Jesus with yeah. others. It's yeah. a, and it's like, and that's what Jesus said, you know, the greatest commandments are love God, right? Yeah. With all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love others. Right. And this is food distribution uh, is just one way to share the love of God with others and to put their needs ahead of your needs. And I know that um, it's also a great opportunity even for church members to come and be, participate. Be, participate, serve, you know, there's a blessing in serving, but also if you you have neighbors and that you know that you can bless them. I know that in the some of the food distributions, you know, people are saying, I've got like three or four neighbors who, you know, they take their little bags and they distribute them to their neighbors. Yeah. People yeah. that can't even come to the line. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and people's lives are being changed through testimonies of saying, wow, I can't believe this little church did this. You know, right. they met our needs, but ultimately... It's an opportunity for your members who have been equipped through the Word of God yep. to now do the work of the ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our, our people that come to church, they love God every bit as much as I do. I mean, you know, they they want to make Him known as much as I want to make Him known. Hmm. And uh, and sometimes we like to think, well, what is what is ministry? What is it really? And, and I'll tell you, the greatest definition that I've ever read is that of the late Warren Wiersbe when he said, Ministry takes place when divine resources meet human needs through loving channels to the glory of God. Amen. That that is ministry. And you, and you want to say, "Well, I'm a minister." You know, or we want to minister. Well, find a way and go do that. And so we're trying to we're trying to do that. And I and I think there's a lot of churches that are that are really trying to do that during these times and and it's difficult times for everybody because to think about 
just some of the reasons, you know, not just the cost of living and, and all of this, but, you know, we've got elderly, we've got some people shut in their homes, and hopefully they'll communicate with us uh, right off our Facebook through email, or not Facebook, but yeah, they can communicate through Facebook. They can also communicate it, uh, with us through our website. They can email us. If they need food, we'll bring it directly to them, which is not a problem. But, you know, there's people that have health issues right now other than COVID. Um, they're going through things, and that makes uh, that causes you to have greater needs. You know, to think that 4.8 million Americans and 16 million of those are kids live in homes where they don't have adequate food uh, at different times throughout the year is, is, a, is a huge thing. And I think it's the role of the church. I mean, instead of protesting and rioting and tearing things down, if you open your eyes and you look, the church is building up the community. The church is, is wanting to cause the community to be healthier, not, not to tear it down. And, and, uh, and I think that's an example of the righteousness of God. Hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, I, I got to tell you, this time with you and, and just hearing about what God's been doing in Maricopa has really encouraged me and blessed me. And I hope uh, to you, the listeners, especially you guys out in uh, Maricopa, will uh, take advantage of not only uh, what's happening with the food distribution. Um, and, and go ahead. And when is the food distribution? We'll be doing it the third Saturday of every month. And that'll be from 6 a.m. And be looking. We might end up doing this two times a month. We're hoping to do that. And our address is 44301 West Maricopa Casa Grande Highway. There in Maricopa. It's the Stage Stop Marketplace. And our website is calvarymaricopa.org. And uh, and yeah, it's it's just a free food distribution ministry. And if you're looking for a church as well, maybe you've just been praying and seeking for a church and you live out in the Maricopa area, you know, um, again, I'm not just plugging one church, you know, you got to go where God's leading you to go get involved and serve, you know, and to use your gifting. But Calvary Chapel Maricopa is a great option for you. When are your service times, Pastor? Well, it's we have service. Uh, we have a first one at eight thirty, and our second service is at ten thirty. We're not doing a Wednesday night service right now because we've been doing our home groups, our home li- our life groups. So we've got like seven meeting throughout the community. So that's really exciting. But here in the fall, we're going to be coming back to Wednesday night service at six thirty. So you can go on our website and be looking for that. And and I want to say this too. Through all this, we're getting ready to start the book of Revelation this coming Sunday. So, you know, and I, I know the messages are on on this station, Grace 91.1 FM. That's the transforming word on Sundays, 3 p.m. But you can also plug in. You can look us up on our Facebook at Calvary Chapel Maricopa and uh, on our website at calvarymaricopa.org. You can go to YouTube, Calvary Chapel Maricopa. And, uh, and you can find these these messages, or you can just come and visit us. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you again for joining me today. Uh, the Gate is a show that focuses on the events, happenings, the people, and the places within our local communities here in Central Arizona. Thanks for listening. 